Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. I'm so excited to be joined by my special guest today. I've been on his show and now he's on mine. Please welcome Jesse Landers. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Demi. Thank you for having me. This is fun. I don't usually get to do this way. Usually I'm the (laughs) one that sets everything up. So it's like, okay, now I can see why everybody's like, oh, what do I do? What do I say? (laughs) Well, I'm so excited you're joining me today because we have a very fun conversation planned. We are going to be exploring beyond writing songs. So all the things that songwriters can do other than writing songs and getting involved in the music industry and much more. But before we get into our conversation, can you share with the listeners a little about yourself and how you got started in music? Uh, yes, I can. The issue is going to be the time. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, some way, shape, or form. I, I got started with, when I was younger, I always wrote poems. That's just kind of what I did. I started in seventh, eighth grade. I would write poetry. I found out I was pretty good at it. And eventually, uh, my grandfather, he taught me the GCDs on a guitar, and he passed away before I learned much more. Well, by the time I turned 19, um, maybe 18, I went and took lessons to just a few lessons just to get where I could understand what I was doing and trying to put stuff together. And as always, I'm an impatient person and I decided, okay, after a few lessons I learned, I'm going to just do it my way. Well, I, I can, I can't read music, but I play, uh, by ear. So everything I do, I play by ear. What I would do is I would take chord progressions of songs and the, I put them to my music and then I would write words to it. So that way I knew they knew what they were, they were doing. I didn't have to worry about it. And I would learn as I went. And that's kind of what I've been doing since I was 19, 18, 19 years old. I turned it into poems. I've had stuff on the radio for my poetry. I've had uh, songs played on ever. So I'm, I'm trying to keep it low key for you. So I don't go into like a 20 minute discussion of, of my life and music, because I mean, it's, it has been a part of my life since I was little. I mean, the I don't remember, but they told me when I was like two or three, they took me to the Grand Ole Opry, and I was just dancing around. That was my first taste of music. Um, after that, like I said, it's there, there's so much in my life that's music-related that it doesn't matter. Obviously, you know, people have to do jobs, and they got stuff that they have to do outside of it. And the, the goal for everyone in music is to make a living out of it. But until then, you have to make ends meet. You got to pay the bills and you got to do life. And it's, it's, I've still been doing it that way. I, I finally got a cut with a uh, singer that wanted to do one of my songs. And I'm 46 years old, 47 if you ask my wife, but I'm 46 years <laughs> old. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, I got a cut with a UK artist last year. She recorded a song we wrote together, and then we wrote a Christmas song together, too. It's just so cool hearing somebody else record a song I wrote. See, I used to do uh, around town, like, I've always, I'm big in songwriting, and I'm big on co-writing stuff with people. And that's kind of one of the things in North Georgia, where I'm at, where it needs to be a little bit more accessible. Like, you go to Nashville, that's the first thing you do, and you're co-writing. So I would start, I started an actual, like, a songwriting group. And one of the 
activities that I would do is, all right, you bring your song in and let's give it to another artist, another songwriter that's learned. Let them sing it. You hear it in a whole different way. Because, you know, I mean, you're a songwriter too. You, We all kind of get stuck in our head when we play a song and we write it. And you're like, oh, it sounds great. This is this is what I want to do. But when somebody comes in and they change like a, maybe a little their accent and their sound or the way they say something or a phrase, it's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Maybe they changed the melody. Uh, it, it helps you as a songwriter. And the, the key is you got to be open to it because mm-hmm. I know a lot of songwriters, they're, it's their babies. They don't want to touch it. They don't yeah. want to open up <laughs> and change. I'm like, you got to change. You got you got to be open to it because yeah. if, if you were the best, then you wouldn't be standing around like everybody else trying to figure it out right yeah and i think that goes for you know not just writing the songs and a lot of things that we're going to be exploring today i truly don't think that it's possible to be in the music industry without collaboration you cannot do this alone you need to network you need to work with other people because you know i don't know about you but i can't do everything by myself i can't you know do all my pictures and all my videos and run my website and like there's so many things we need to do as songwriters and that's why it's so important to network make connections write songs with other people but also build friendships and connections with people who can help in other areas of our lives as songwriters so that being said let's dive into our quote for this episode which is a fantastic one so can you read that i can and i'm glad you picked this one this was so it's such me i'm a great believer in luck I find the harder I work, the more of it I have. Thomas Jefferson. So what does this mean to you? Uh, it means <laughs> it, it's every, it's, I take the podcast. I'll use the podcast as an example. I started the Georgia Songbirds in 2019. And it was my way to network for other songwriters and meet other people and get them exposure and just kind of have a good time. I didn't think anybody would want to talk to me i was like okay because I, I i'm i'm a busy person i know a lot of songwriters they are they got lives they've got their music they want to do it so i was like okay we'll figure out we'll see who how it works and so as it started taking off i started getting more and more people well as we talked we was kind of talking a little bit off air about the editing process i'm i'm a big editor too and it's not that i take out what they say but there's sometimes in between it's a it's kind of a gap you got to fix. There's stuff that you got to fix. If you're like me, I'm going to say anal retentive because I am yeah. about certain, <laughs> certain things. I just, I just am. Yeah. And so this this quote is basically I find out the more I, the more success that I get and the more interviews and more people that I meet, the harder it is I'm working. And the good thing about that is with music, like, like I said earlier, it's been a part of my life forever everybody loves music right not everybody takes it to the extreme that i do and songwriters do but the fact that i love it keeps me from like okay this is too much work what sane person would do this much and not get paid to do it yeah yeah no i really like this quote too because i am a believer in luck as well but in order to get lucky, you need to put in the work because ultimately what's happening is the hard work you're putting in is leading to the opportunities, which can look like luck. But if you're not a great songwriter and you're not networking and you're not working so hard in all areas of who you need to be as a writer and an artist, you're not putting yourself in positions to grow and to make connections in order to get those opportunities. And that's why I think a lot of times when we see 
with big name artists, they'll break out and people will be like, oh my gosh, like they were an overnight success. No, like you don't know what they were doing behind the scenes in order to get to where they are now. And where those overnight successes may look like luck, yes, that plays a role, but ultimately what's going on is they put in the work and then the right opportunity came around to skyrocket them to that next opportunity. And so I completely agree with, you know, everything you said with your show. Exactly the same thing with this one. I'm like, who on earth want to talk to me? I'm nobody. And especially when I started this with my music career, like I was very new still. I only had a couple singles out and I was still struggling to get started in that area. So I was like, yeah, a songwriter is not really working well for me at the moment. And this podcast, no one's going to want to talk to me. And now like my schedule, I'm getting nervous with the amount of people I've booked right now. <laughs> um, but, and also too, it's like, I just won a music award for the first time and I worked so hard for that and almost it took me almost four years of hard work to be recognized that way and so when artists and songwriters get these moments and podcasters too whatever you're doing in life when you got these moments it's because of the hard work it's not just because you're lucky yeah congratulations on your Thank award you. by the way. <laughs> yeah there's an old saying um and most people have heard this you gotta be present to win I got a, I got a buddy. Uh, I met him and it talked about luck. It was just pure luck that we met. I used to be part of a, a songwriter group in Atlanta called the, um, what was it? Atlanta songwriters. I think this Atlanta songwriter meetup. Uh, and they still do it, but what it is is you'd go in and you play one song and they critique it. You're basically playing for an audience and it's just them giving your, their opinions and you kind of got to take it with a, with a grain of salt of what you need to do or don't do. And there happened to be a guy there. And I went and talked to him. His name was Keith Burns. And if anybody's listening, or you may know him, Demi, as yeah. a, he's from Trick Pony. He's, his band is Trick Pony. They were like big in 2000s, and they had big hits and like Grammy-nominated, and they lost to the Dixie Chicks. And, and he makes a joke, well, oh, yeah, it's just great to be nominated, whatever. <laughs> but I started talking to him, and it was so funny that 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 wasn't the luck part. The luck part was in being there when I was there at the same time. There's your luck. Me actually having you know the courage to talk to this guy and like hey yeah and we his mom literally was five minutes from my house and so we actually got together and wrote, wrote a song and we had it on hold with alan jackson it never got picked up and it's still you know it's still out there like most songwriters you you know you're getting it on hold is kind of is a, a stepping stone it's like oh yeah i got a great but it never gets picked up but still you're that's a, an accomplishment i don't care what you say uh the next is getting it cut but i met him and that was one of his favorite sayings is got to be present to win. And I learned a lot. I did a retreat with him and I met Steve Dean um, and um, Karen Staley. And we had a songwriter come together. I got to write a song with Steve Dean, who's wrote with uh, Reba Mac for Reba McIntyre, Alabama. I mean, he's like 12 number ones. He, he's a great songwriter and a really, really good guy. And I, I still learn. And like I said, I'm 46 years old and I, I'm, try to learn every day that's kind of what i want to do is i want to learn something i want to be part of it and i want to grow and i think the minute you stop trying to do all that is is when you when you start feeling the pressure of okay this is a this isn't working well it's not working because you're not putting in in enough effort and yeah you could be putting in a great effort and not get anything out of it that's that's kind of the dice that you play yeah, no, I love how you brought up how you're always learning. We're always learning in everything that we're doing and being present as well. It's so, so important. 
And, you know, I think a big part of that is just looking for opportunities that are out there for you, but also creating opportunities for yourself and others. And that's a perfect transition into, you know, I wanted to dive deeper into both of our shows because when we're looking at Beyond Writing Songs, we're both songwriters. And it's really important for me, and I know for you as well, to know as many people as possible, meet people. And also, as a songwriter, I fully understand what it's like to email people and want to be given a platform and being ignored and, you know, getting the great opportunities and, you know, feeling like, oh, I got lucky, I got this opportunity, but putting myself out there. I wanted to be that person for other people in the industry to give them a platform too. And so I think a really great thing that songwriters can do is find a way to give somebody else a platform that doesn't mean you have to do a full-blown podcast because it's a lot of work as we both know Mm, (laughs) Uh, but there's other ways too you know like if you want to do a fun thing on social media where you post about a fellow independent artist new release every Friday or you can do fun Instagram lives with people you can run a blog or something else like there's so many different ways you can do it because at the end of the day What we need to remember is that, yes, our careers are important to us, but it's really important to give back. And when you give back and you give other people a platform in some way and support others, that really shows and it comes back around. See, I'm glad you said that. That's come up a lot on my my podcast is helping other people. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you're the old days of like, it's all competition and they don't want to help you and they want to kind of guard it on it. I mean, it's not, I never understood that. Yeah, there, me and you have different styles of music. I got a band. I've got the podcast. I'm a songwriter. I do independent stuff. I write for other people. I could never imagine not helping somebody else. I mean, when I was a kid, I had a speech impediment. And I was, as a songwriter, it, it, as a person, it made me introverted, right? And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk. And you see me out in public, I still don't talk very often. I'm kind of on the corner drinking whatever, listening to music. This has made me come out of my shell. I do it on purpose so it forces me to talk to other people and that's how you mentioned that's how you get to know and it's how you grow as an artist and your and your work you network helping someone I, I can't imagine not doing it I mean most people that I've met are really really nice and but there, there are some that you meet that are just they're in it for for themselves and, and that goes to like when network ways to go open mics I've talked about this too before is if, if you're going to open mics that's a really, really good place to meet songwriters. And if you're a singer-songwriter or just a songwriter and you want someone else to sing your songs, that's the best place to go. You meet people who are just starting out, who are an amazing singers. Maybe they don't know anyone. Uh, you network. You that's, that's how most songwriters get found is they will hitch, their, hitch somebody else's wagon, you know, their wagon to the train and this, this person is great. You wrote a song. They love them. Now they they remember you and they take you with them. Yeah. No, I think it's really important. And thanks for sharing your story too as well. I think it's so amazing how you wanted to give people a platform. You wanted to help others and look how far you've come, you know, doing interviews and having your own shows and everything. And just, I think having a show and meeting people, it's made me a better person because Number one, like getting to talk to people and hearing all of their incredible stories. I've learned so much and I feel like I've become more empathetic and my perspective on the world has 
greatly expanded because I'm talking to people who are like me in many ways. We're songwriters and others who aren't songwriters, but in the industry, we all love music, but we all come from different backgrounds and all of that. And so I completely agree with you about like, you know, helping other people and networking because what people need to remember is that you could be at an open mic or somewhere and meet a songwriter who's literally just starting out, okay? And there's absolutely no way of knowing that a couple months later, maybe they'll be recognized by a big label and get signed. And if you were rude to them or you didn't go out of your way to talk to them or maybe if they needed help and you thought you were too good to help them, well, you just lost an opportunity because if you were there and you helped them and you made that connection and you were kind of in their circle, then when they made it, there's a good chance you could have gotten opportunities as well. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. But it doesn't actually doesn't cost anything to be nice. There's a couple people here that um, there's one guy named Jonathan Payton. He was came on the show a long time ago, like when I first started. Nice guy, great singer-songwriter. And uh, he's now opening it for Zach Bryan. He's t- touring with him a lot and going other places. And it's just, you never know. I was in Nashville writing uh, a thing for, uh, I think it was WFMC Gems. I think they're still around. If they're not, they used to be. Uh, I was writing, and I was sitting next to this guy. And wasn't the best guitar player in the world. But he was a songwriter. He wrote songs for Garth Brooks. Now, if I hadn't, I'm an, I'm a nice person anyway when it comes to music. And I, I tell anybody on the podcast that wants to come on, you're more than welcome. I don't care where you're at in your journey. That doesn't bother me. And that's that's what a lot of, I'll say younger songwriters, it doesn't matter at your age, just where you start when you're starting out, kind of miss the boat is you got to get out of your shell for one. And then you got to be nice because like you said, it's, you do not know who you're talking to or playing with you have no clue and that's yeah. how you network uh-huh absolutely 100 percent. so another thing i wanted to chat about with beyond writing songs is the things that we do as songwriters and artists to share our own music and there's a lot of creative things that i do um, beyond just playing the shows and releasing the music so are there any you like to share like what are some fun things you like to do as a songwriter other than writing the songs See, that's where I have the problem, too, because I'm so busy doing the, the podcast, I, I forget to do mine. I, I've literally, every year I'll do a Georgia versus songwriter series, and I've, it's eight songwriters from Georgia and, and then eight from another state. I want to do and this every so bad. Year, oh, I'd love to have your own. You're, what city are you? You're in, are you in Tennessee? Pennsylvania. I'm in Pittsburgh. Oh, oh, oh. Well, then you'll be good because we haven't done Pennsylvania yet, and I'm leaning toward <laughs> Pennsylvania this year, so I'll, I'll tell you more about it. But... Every year I've done it, I've never been in it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, how do, how do I how do I share my music? Because that I'm a songwriter. I have a band. My band is called Yes Ma'am. It stands for Middle Aged Men. It's just cutesy stuff. We do Southern rock, um, it, and I'm like, there's ways to do it. I was thinking about this the other day. TikTok is such a big a big proponent that people use now. I'm not a young young person. I'm not going to get the hang of it the same way. But I did come up with an idea. I was thinking about it. I wanted to do a behind the song, you know, because you've been on a show. We talk when I ask you to play, we're listening to music. I want you to tell me the stories. Right. As a songwriter, I love stories. So I was like, okay, I need to do like stories of songs and like then play the video afterwards. Like either it's a music video that they made or it's um, a lyric video, something. And then you can dive deeper into the songs and post it on TikTok. And then that way, 
somebody and tag like especially like when I wrote a song, like the first one I'm gonna do, and I haven't done it yet, but I have thought about it, is I wrote a song called I Can Be Yours. And the idea of it came from me and my daughter watching uh Greece. And they were doing the hand jive. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, I wonder what the hand jive would sound like if Hellstorm did that. I don't know if you know who who Hellstorm is, uh, but they're a female rock band, lead rock band that is amazing. And so I'm like, okay. So when I did wrote the songs, I need a powerful female rock song singer so they can they can kind of portray what it needs to be. And there's a, a local girl here. Uh, I think she's still here. She she moves around a lot, but Bree Fox. And anybody in Georgia, probably North Georgia especially, knows who Bree is. Amazing singer. Sounds a lot like Janis Joplin. Has one of the most strongest voices I have ever heard in my life. Comes into the studio, does it in one take. I'm like, jeez. Do it again just because I'm paying you, you know? It, it, she she killed it, made it amazing. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to post it on TikTok. And, like, I have to, of course, edit it. Like, you know, everything's edited and put it into where I do the explanation. And then I, I kind of po- paste the uh, the actual lyrical video behind it. And then tag uh, like Hellstorm because it was literally made for them. And they'll never hear it if I can't find a way to get it into their hands. But I think if they did it, it would be amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm not on TikTok yet, and I I don't know if I ever will, but I do enjoy the like the video content, and I think that's a really great example of getting it to somebody that you want to hear because that's a whole thing with you write a song or you're working on a project, and the only way to get that to people to listen or to watch or whatever is to share it. And so I'm big with the video content on YouTube. Um, I love to do behind the lyrics videos. So when I release a song, I typically will film a video talking about the inspiration behind it. And I'll have the instrumental track of the song playing in the background. I also run a blog on my website where I will write blog posts every time I have an experience I think is worth writing about. And every month I do monthly rap blogs where I'll write about everything that happened that month I thought was a highlight just to share what I'm up to. And I'm also active on social media a lot. So I think as songwriters, it's really important for us to be out there and especially nowadays on as many things as possible. Like we have our music on the streaming platforms and downloading platforms, but we also have our podcast. So we're on the podcast platforms and you're thinking about getting on TikTok and we're on the social media sites. And if we have videos on YouTube and running a website. And so I think in order to reach people, being on as many platforms as possible and sharing content to reach people and to be engaging is a really great way to further our careers. Yeah, I, I do a series here that I would love. And I have to get you on here one day to do it. I have to figure out how to do it on Zoom or Google Meet now that I know we can do it. Um, it's called a Have You Heard. It's part of the, it's one of my favorite things that I do with the Georgia Songbirds because the Georgia Songbirds is a, is a podcast first and foremost, but it's, I've made a radio station out of it. I do interviews, like you said, that you've been on the show. Uh, I do album reviews, which I'll never critique. I tell people I'm not going to critique your music. You're going to tell me a story, listen to the song. That's all I do. <laughs> but the ha- but the, ha- the Have You Heard is my favorite because it's, it's me and it's usually the bandmates here at the house. And we will basically try to stump each other with music from different different people. I mean, you get that. You get three, four people in the room, uh, especially if it's in a band. One, it's not 
family friendly. It always turns. <laughs> I always gotta put the ex- explicit thing on there because it always turns like that. Um, but you get different styles of music. Uh, for example, we did one and uh, Jim Neighbors was was brought up. Uh, Big Mama Thornton. And of course, some local guys. And so, what I would do is when I posted, I would again, I would tag the artist. Which, guys, that's one of the most important things you got to learn to do is how to tag it the right way. And that's how I get some people on the show. Anthony Mossberg came on the show because we tagged him. We did a, um, I can't remember what song it was now, Anthony. If you listen to this, I'm sorry, brother. I just I don't remember. Uh, but we tagged him, and he responded like, "Thank you for playing my music." I'm like, "Of course, come on the show." You know, that's what I do. That's how I get. I don't know how you get people on your show but I just like hey come on yeah (laughs) (laughs) I know I I'm at the point where like I am specifically blocking out spots in months for people that I ask because I'm getting so many requests now where I'm we're recording this in August for everybody listening I'm booked through like the beginning of November and I'm getting so nervous because there's so many people that I want to have on but it's great getting requests from people and guys like requests are always open but it's really cool when you are in some kind of situation where you meet someone and then can get connected with someone in some way and then ask like hey like do you want to come on and you know like that's a perfect example of like you supported them and you know, like they're, they want to support you too. And, you know, I'm doing the exact same thing right now with you. I was on your show and just to return the favor, I'm like, Hey, like, do you want to come on my show? I think it's really important to support each other and give each other opportunities. If someone gives you an opportunity to find a way to thank them in a memorable way, or if possible, give them some kind of opportunity. Absolutely. And when, when I, I tell people when I come on my show, like, you know, how far I was booked out, I'm, I've got probably 20 or so, uh, that haven't been released yet. And I, you only have so much content, right? Yeah. You can only do it so many times. Cause I do the weekly top 10 countdown right. every Friday, which is for people listening. You don't know, it's basically, uh, 14 songs, top 10 to get voted on each week. And I added four new and it's any style, any genre, but I do that. And then, okay, well, then I have to start releasing two episodes extra of the guest just to get caught up. I think if I can do that regularly, I'll be caught up by, what is this, August, maybe November, (laughs) December, maybe. But that's not even including the people that are still coming on. Because I do it Zoom, which I'm going to try Google Meet. But I do Zoom and I do, because, you know, some people, you're in Pennsylvania, I'm in Georgia. Otherwise, we wouldn't get to talk. Yeah. And I do them live here at the house oh cool which is always fun fun as well too we'll do like uh uh i got a gazebo in the backyard by the family graveyard that we always record at when it's not too hot but i'm also building a studio and if you guys go on the georgia songbirds instagram or facebook you'll see a gazebo with red chairs and my guitar and that's where i do the uh i do all the interviews well, I don't put the red chairs up there anymore because they're heavy and I have to carry them on a trailer to get them up there. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I took that out, but I'm, I'm building a studio for the guest and kind of touch on what you said with it, with people that, that come on the show. I asked two things. One is share it, you know, because it is a reciprocating business and it is a business that you're trying to get exposure for everything, whether it's songwriting, your podcast, whatever it is you're, you want to be part of. It's give and take. Sharing and, of course, pay it forward. I always tell people to bring me a guest. 
but to bring me a guest because I'll talk to anybody. Like I said earlier, it doesn't matter where they're at in their career. And that's a way to help. And I, I love that. I think that's how me and you met, right? Was- yeah, absolutely. And the other thing too, I love how you brought up the sharing it thing because I personally like don't understand why you wouldn't. Like every single thing I do, it ends up on my social media and it ends up in my rap blogs on my website. And if it's an interview or something like that, it ends up on my EPK. Like it's in multiple places. And I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing it for the person who I was, the platform I was on. Like it's promotion for everyone. And so the way I've always seen it is if someone's given me a platform, they're promoting me. And by me sharing whatever I did, I'm helping promote them. And so I genuinely do not understand why somebody wouldn't want to share something that they were on because it's just promoting them too and another point I want to make is that with your radio show so I've listened to your show many many times and what I love so much about it is you are open to everyone genre wise and me too like I I love talking to guests of any genre because also as songwriters beyond just writing the songs and you know being artists ourselves it's so important I think to appreciate everybody who's creating music maybe there's some genres I'm not a huge fan of but that doesn't mean that style of music isn't relevant and that that artist doesn't have fans because that genre music is relevant and they do have fans and so I think it's really important as songwriters to respect everybody in the industry and appreciate all genres exactly Thank you for saying that because as a songwriter, you got, if you're writing for one style, then you, one is you are cutting yourself out of multi genres areas that you could be doing. Like maybe like I wrote a rock song. So that was a rock song. I wrote a country song. I have, and as far as the guests, there's, I always look for certain types. I have been waiting since day one. I want a yodeler. I don't know why I want a yodeler to come on my show because I want to hear it. Yeah. That's just part of something. That, now, whatever, right for Yoda? I don't know if I could, but I would <laughs> give it a shot. Uh, flamenco. I love that style of music. Come on. I've had people ask me that. I've had more than one ask me, like, why do you just do, why don't you just stick with country or whatever? I'm like, why should I? Yeah. I, if you if you know me, and I've said this on the pod, my podcast too, is I'm an iPod shuffle. If you literally look at my music, I will, and listen to the station. If you go to the Georgia Songbirds radio, you're going to hear mainly songwriters, uh, but you're going to hear heavy d you're going to hear metallica you're going to hear uh zz top you're going to hear everything and that's just the way i've always i've always listened to music every since i was a kid going back to the beginning of the conversation we had i remember in eighth grade um i was in music because everybody had to take a music class in eighth grade couldn't play a trumpet or nothing to save my life but there was a conversation i remember this because it was as a as middle school is hard for everybody I mean, let's be real. Middle school is probably the worst place if you're going to have in your yeah, entire life. Absolutely. It's just horrible. <laughs> uh, and I and my music teacher, he asked me, he said, well, what do you listen to? I was like, well, I kind of listen to everything. I got Bad Company, Hank Jr., uh, the Eagles. And uh, people started laughing. He goes, why are you guys laughing? He goes, well, because he needs to listen to this. He goes, why? He goes, you're stuck in one spot. And he's just branched out into five different music styles and has now more of an eclectic taste than you'll ever have. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm the exact same way. And I think, too, when you're looking at 
getting deeper into the music industry and making connections. I've noticed being a multi-genre artist, I have connections with pop people and country people and, you know, some other styles that I've started to dip into a little bit. And it just widens your network. And I don't understand, too, why people shame artists who are multi-genre. Like, I've been told by people to stick to one genre and I just was made to feel bad about myself for being multi-genre which I don't think should be the case because I think being a multi-genre songwriter it's just made me a better songwriter because different genres require different things and there's different techniques you use and writing in various styles it just opens your understanding of what these different genres are and how to write them and making connections with people in those different genre spaces so let's normalize multi-genre artists and listening to multi-genre uh, songs because I think that's really important and it's something that shouldn't be frowned upon yeah I always call my uh, my band it's funny my music for my band is mutt music because we're such a mixture of everything everybody loves a mutt <laughs> Now, as as an artist, you may want, I get it as an artist trying to stick to one style, you know, because you want to you want to get into country or you maybe branch once you get in there. I, I see I see fall on the lane for an artist for a song, singer songwriter who is trying to make it. You if you cut yourself off, you you may be a better R and B writer than you are a country writer, and but you may want to stick to country. Oh, I'm a country. I'm a country. I'm country. But if you don't try. You'll never know because I'll take money from R&B. I'll take money from country. Whoever wants to take my songs and wants to cut my music, the song that got cut is a blues song. I do not care. I I, I am open to any and everybody. I have a song for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And I love what you said there. It's like, I think that's the distinction a little bit, because if you're maybe signed to like a major label and that's your goal as an artist, then they're going to likely want you to have a very specific genre, target audience, etc. But with me, like, yes, I'm an artist, but I'm a songwriter first. And so essentially my whole discography is a huge music portfolio of all the different things that I write. And so it's showcasing my abilities as a songwriter more than as an artist. And so that's why I think it's really important to understand. And this is important, just like anyone listening, like if you're just getting into music or you're trying to figure out what direction you want to go, it's really important to understand your intentions. If you're going to be as an artist and you want to be recognized by a major label, then maybe your path and all of that will be different from someone like me who's a songwriter and trying to establish myself as a writer and my capabilities in various genres. Right. Are you a writer or are you an artist? That's you can be both. Right. But you have to you have to the artist thing comes with again, you talk about a business. You're stuck in whatever they want you to be until right. you have enough clout to say, Oh, I want to branch out and I want to try right. this. Exactly. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Well, Jesse, it was lovely having you on. We're going to have to set up another time soon because <laughs> I know we could have talked for many, many more uh, hours even. But to wrap up, what are some final thoughts you have to share about being a songwriter beyond just writing the music? Well, first off, let me thank you for inviting me on oh, your of show. Course. I kind of, I, I did warn you I get long-winded, so. You're perfect. <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. Yes, for, for being a songwriter, and you got to take this with a grain of salt, it's, it's it's different for everybody. Everybody has what they consider their their goals, what they want to write. Now, what I will say for songwriting is you have got to be open uh, to critiques. Now, does that mean they're right? 
No, but if you got five or six people telling you the same thing, you might want to take a listen and take a look at what they tell you to do. If it's one person, and we all know that there's trolls out there, don't listen to them. You, you, you can get discouraged because I, I find it actually when somebody discourages me, then I made it because I've done something that aggravated them and made them jealous. And that's what it is. It's jealousy or it's just plain people just being rude. Right. You know, there's other words I could use, but I don't know how graphic you want me to get on your show. <laughs> My show's different, people. I'm, I'm a little bit open and <laughs> a little bit foul mouth sometimes. But another thing, it's outside of songwriting is we, we kind of touched on it, is you've got to be open. You've got to want to talk to people. People, if you go to open mics, one of my biggest pet peeves is somebody comes to open mic and they leave. I get it if you're if you're traveling places, but you're not doing yourself any service by not talking to at least one or two people and networking. You're just not. It comes off as rude. It comes off as, oh, well, they, they think they're better or they forget you. So you, you're in a business where millions of people are trying to to get into that to that, to that lane and to that, to make it quote unquote, make it. And people will try shady things all the time. Stick to your course. Don't give up your, your moral compass for it, but also just like we, we kind of again touched on earlier, be nice, be receptive, stick around network and work. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not luck. It's there's luck involved. It's also, but it's also, hard work it's also paying the dues and if you try to skip any of the steps then you're going to be find your step or two behind perfect and way to circle back to the quote look at you <laughs> i have done this once or twice <laughs> <laughs> well it was so awesome having you on the show quickly can you please share with everybody where they can find you online and check out all that you do Yes. Uh, again, thank you for having me, Demi. You can you can find me on multiple places. The Georgia Songbirds is the podcast. It's georgiasongbirds.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook. We have Twitter. I don't use it very often. So if you send me something on there, I probably won't respond. Uh, I have a TikTok. Again, I'm going to have to get better with that. Uh, but we're everywhere. And you'll hear Georgia Songbirds radio. You can go to live365.com uh, and find us there. Or you can go to, again, the website georgiasongbirds.com and you'll see the podcast uh for my stuff for the band um i have a couple different ones i have as a songwriter platform on spotify it's jesse ah, that my voice i'm needing water it's i talk to <laughs> it's jesse james landers is my songwriter profile uh i don't have a website for that but you can you can find it all on spotify songs that i've written uh or you know i've been a part of and then the band is yes ma'am and it's uh, m.a.m, stands for middle-aged men. So that's how you find me. There's like three or four different other yes ma'ams, but we're the only ones <laughs> that are get the dots in there. And I'm glad. Um, and then we do have a website for that. It's uh, yes ma'am, what is it, yes ma'am-music.com. Uh, and that shows, I don't use update that one very often just because it's harder for me to figure that stuff out. I have to, I've, I've got to do so much with the podcast that I get behind on everything else. And that's where I probably need to get better is, is figuring out how to share my music. I'm so busy sharing everybody else's <laughs> that I don't get to share mine. <laughs> so I'm, I appreciate the opportunity here. Yeah, perfect. Well, it was awesome having you on the show. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jesse Landers. And of course, until next time, stay, stay right, right on, on track. track.